0: This episode of the Opie Radio Podcast, sponsored by manscaped.com, use promo code Opie O-P-I-E. You want 20% off? Well, use the promo code OP OPIE at manscaped.com. Do it now. Everyone knows it's Wendy. Ta, to vincent scaramuzzo he gets it he just writes what's up randy new good morning to you and brian bernard and benjamin tucker what's up benjamin tucker bt everyone knows it's windy uh so this house is a rocking you start to understand uh winds when you live on the ocean because you you study the weather and if it says like it's going to be windy around 20 miles an hour then you're like great the whole house is going to shake all night long things are going to move across your deck all night long and you're like well why don't you bring your stuff in so things don't move across your deck while you're trying to sleep at night i'm talking about things like grills and chairs and tables uh really really heavy stuff will just move and rock and roll across your deck all night long, keeping everybody awake. So that was the case last night. And the whole house was shaking and whistling. So I said, uh, oh, the hell with this. Just get up already. So here we are. bit on the breezy side of day, Ted uh, says. Yes. Uh, I got a bungee cord, everything? That's too much work. And know what it was. So all night long, I hear something just... Uh, going uh, across the deck this kind of goes against what i just said and uh this morning i looked and certainly some chairs were moving across the deck uh, but the one thing that kept us awake all night long was a piece of stupid tupperware that had a mind of its own it was it was like a it was like uh, my own ouija board how this uh tupperware was moving across the deck it would move toward the house then it moved toward the west and then the east and then toward the ocean and that thing scraping on the deck was the thing that uh, kept us awake. All I had to do was uh, get up in the middle of the night and go, what the hell is scraping across the deck? I can remove that and we can get a peaceful night's sleep. But then I was thinking about the monsters. In the middle of the night, you just think about monsters sometimes. And I'm like, I, I'm going to just hide under my blankie. <laughs> And following the Cuomo thing, I think the Cuomo guy's a bad, bad boy. I don't know. I don't know what my thoughts are, though. Is he just a man's man? And is he kind of more old school? Or was he doing some naughty, naughty things? Naughty, naughty. Who sings Naughty Naughty? Come on. I'll give you a prize from the prize closet. Where are my music people at? Don't Google it. Top of the head, man. Billy DeTore would have had it already if he was in this room. Who sings Naughty Naughty? Danger, Danger? Is it Danger, Danger? <laughs> Wait a minute. Maybe I don't know. I thought it was, uh, I was going to go with uh, uh, John Parr or something like that. Wait, I got a dog on my lap. Hold on. I think I got one more treat in my, uh, in my, my sweatpants without underwear. Okay. There you go. Oh, it is uh, Danger, Danger does Naughty Naughty? Billy Idol doesn't do Naughty Naughty. Isn't it John Parr, Michael Miller? Are you with me? So maybe Danger Danger did a version of that? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. John Parr, one-hit wonder with a song called Naughty Naughty. I was driving home from the city the other night, and um, that song by, I think, The Divinals came on. Uh, You know, the one that goes, I touch myself. And the woman that sang that as the lead singer of The Divinals was uh, pretty sexy. And then uh, they said the year of the song, and I think it was like, uh, I don't remember, we can look that up as well, but let's just put it this way, a long time ago, as soon as they said the year of the song, I'm thinking that this poor woman, it's the only hit she ever had, and she's probably out there trying to make a few bucks, and she's still singing, I touch myself, and I just imagine the whole crowd goes, "Ew!" (laughs) I just think of the dumbest things. <laughs> like, I started driving into my car over something. It's so fucking stupid. No, the motels didn't do I Touch Myself, Lady Space. Now you're going to get me mad. Oh, she's dead? Oh, sorry. So that whole rap's not as funny. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, no, the motels sang, like, I, I liked the motels, too. Uh... Uh, no, the motel sang, uh, don't, I don't have Google in front of me when I do this. So I'm going to show you some music knowledge. They did only the lonely can play. Uh, how did it happen? She died. Okay. Um, now I feel bad. I was going for a dumb joke. Love when Opster's voice goes up an octave. Thank you, Tim. Uh, Malley. Thank you very much. And I think that song came out in 1989. Last summer was another one, yes, by the motels. Oh, my God. Very good. I hope you didn't Google that. I'm not impressed with the people that could Google. I like music knowledge from the top of your head. Look at the sand just blowing out there. What sucks. is I got to go out there with the dog after this and uh, so he can poop. Look at him. He's wandering around going, what the hell are we going to do today? You know what's good about these windy days? It, it gets rid of all the poop that I haven't picked up in the last month or so. And man, the farmers are about to show up back on this beach, I and mean, they are not going to be happy if they see poop on their beach. They think it's their beach, even though they're here for only a couple months a year. For months, we only see, uh, I don't know, every day I see maybe uh, maybe two people on that beach. Uh, so I just let the dog poo all over, knowing that two things are going to happen before uh, Memorial Day. Hold on. I don't think I have any more treats. Want you want to chew on my fume? You can chew on my fume. Hold on, I'm going to give him my fume. Fumeessential.com, promo code Opie if you're trying to uh, stop smoking. No, no, you can't have the actual fume, because I kind of like that. Here, you could have the... There you go, go outside. <laughs> hey, OPI, are you ever going to get back together with Anthony, cult fic, uh, friction rights on the YouTube? God, I haven't had that question in about 10 minutes. That's weird. I touched myself. So anyway... um. This is my strategy: having a dog at the beach. You know, you don't want to like uh, put warm poo in your in your uh, sweatpants when you're walking the beach with your dog. You know, I mean, it's in a bag, but it still feels warm and gushy. It's kind of gross, and I don't mind the gross stuff in general. But uh, what is the fume? It's like a disposable vape? Question mark. Um, it's like a, it's like a it's like it's beautifully crafted. Oh my goodness, Pat Duffy! It's like it's wood, and then you put these cores in there, and then you kind of you know. You kind of uh, breathe in, and um, a lot of people are uh, finding success with that as far as stopping smoking, but then you could also do it for other things. But mostly, um, you know, it's good if you're trying to stop smoking. So give them a look. I didn't even mean to plug them today, to be honest with you, but it's FUME, F-U-M, fumeessential.com, promo code OP-O-P-I-E. All right, so my strategy with the dog, with, these, um, with the beach – I'm like, ah, between December 1st and like mid-March, there's no one out here. So let the dog poo wherever he can. And then all I'm hoping for is one high tide that comes all the way up to the dune. And that wipes out two to three months of dog poo. That's what I hope for. But the second thing I hope for is happening right now in front of your eyes. Right here. Right now. Right here. Right now. Uh, wall Rads. I love the solo stream of consciousness. Keep going as is. I will, Wall Rads. All right. And the other thing is happening right in front of your eyes, and that's basically a sandstorm, and that's just pulverizing all my dog's duty right now. And just so you know, you know, I mean, we can look it up. Maybe I need to get Chris uh, Fish Guy photos on the uh, on the stream because he's a marine biologist and understands this stuff. But the uh, the beach sand is made up of all sorts of stuff and one of those things would absolutely be pulverized dog duty so when you're putting your uh, toes in the warm sand in july or august just know that you probably got a little fecal matter under your feet okay uh wow look at that sand just rocking across the beach that sandstorm right here right now uh by jesus jones you want jesus jones on that I went with, uh, um, is it Fat Boy Slim? Holy shit, Ray, man. Good call with the Jesus Jones right here, right now. Right here, right now. I went with right here, right now, right here, right now. And I think that's uh, Fat Boy Slim, right? I used to be a a huge fan of the Fat Boy Slim. So anyway, uh, we had a little drama on the beach yesterday. So I walked the dog as the sun was going down. We had a little break in the action because we've had a lot of rain out here. Now we got the really bad wind, and um, oh, we got to go right now by Van Halen. Now you're distracting me. Oh, you're distracting Right, that's a good song by uh, Van Halen. I don't think it was fair uh, to Sammy Hagar comparing Sammy Hagar to David Lee Roth. I mean, unfortunately, they they had to you know call their band Van Halen still obviously but that was two completely different bands sometimes when a band loses a, a elite singer they try to find someone that's similar in musical styles or vocal styles and it works in that regard but with Van Halen it wasn't it was never fair for Sammy Hagar that was two completely different bands that had uh, both had incredible success in very very different ways I personally like uh, the David Lee Roth Van Halen over the Sammy Hagar Van Halen, and I was lucky enough to have both of those guys in studio, and uh, I give the edge to David Lee Roth as far as being uh, more entertaining on the radio. You ate the few? Yeah, play with this rock. I know you like fooling around with rocks. Just don't swallow it, all right? Go. I got to do this now. I got to do this. Can you guys wait a second? I got to get one more uh, doggy treat. I touch myself. Come on, doggy. While carefree Opie wanders off, this is announcer voice, Opie. And I want to take this moment to talk about Manscaped.com. Use the promo code Opie, O-P-I-E, to get 20% off right now. COVID spring break is right around the corner, and you know what that means. Spring break in your pants, baby. Manscaped is here to ensure that the party in your pants never stops. Even Veronica Corningstone wouldn't say no to this pants party. For everyone preparing for a pants party this spring break, here's 20% off if you use the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E at manscaped.com. And by now, you know Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. They got the perfect package 3.0 kit. Comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0, waterproof, cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. It's the best trimmer on the market for those of you in need of a chest or ball shave. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. I almost ran out of breath there. Don't ruin the vibe this spring break or this upcoming summer, you know, with some peaking pubes coming out of your swimsuit. Oh, no. And be sure to use their crop cleanser body wash to keep your hair and skin feeling healthy, and fresh. You'll also find the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, a spray-on testy toner that's designed to give your body a little slice of heaven. For a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, that's a $39 value, by the way, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing manscaped boxers. All right, enough. Just go save some money right now. 20% off free shipping with the code OPIE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code OPIE. Say aloha to your new beautiful balls with Manscaped. I would just say, say hi. Or how about I would say hola to your new beautiful balls with Manscaped. Hola, hello. Hola, hello. Hola, hello. Alright, free spirited op is coming back. Manscaped.com, thank you for sponsoring the Opie Radio podcast. Only the lonely can play. Alright. I topped off my coffee too. Sneaky, sneaky, get here. Take that. I gave him another treat. That should last maybe 30 seconds. So uh, We'll be uninterrupted for 30 seconds. Then I just started thinking about uh, that band Missing Persons on my way back up. Walking in LA, anybody? Okay, so we had some drama on the beach yesterday. Took dog for a walk. This time of year, all kidding aside, you can keep your dog off the leash for the most part. Um, they frown upon that when there's people around. They really want you to have your dog on a leash, and I don't blame them. I've had some instances instances over the years, including one dog ripping my bait off my hook and then losing my mind. I don't know if I ever talked about that. I had one, one clam belly. Oh, my God. He's back already. This is the last one I got. Let me put it on your nose. I, I see those videos online. Let me try to put it on your nose and then you're keep it there until I say go, okay? All right. Let's try this. Hey, you didn't keep it on your nose. Yeah, so I had a dog take my uh, last clam belly as I was doing some uh, striper fishing, and the the fish were biting, and I ran out of bait, and there was no one around. And I knew running into town to the bait shop by the time I got back, you know, the good run of fishing would be over. And I I reeled in, and I I don't know, I went back to my chair maybe to grab a sip of beer, and this dog comes out of nowhere and just goes and grabs my entire clam belly. And uh, the owners came over panicking that they swallowed a hook, and I just lost my mind. I went old school, and I was just, I was mother-effing this couple about their dog taking my last bit of bait. I I lost my mind, and I'm here to say that it was completely my fault. Keep that in mind for a minute or two. All right, so yesterday, I'm, uh, I'm walking the beach with the dog. No one's around. And every time you see another dog coming from uh, the other direction, you're like, oh, this is either going to be great or really bad. I've had a couple of really bad instances. I see this couple, no joke, no exaggeration, probably a half mile down the beach. They are teeny weeny people at this point. And I'm thinking, you know what? I've been walking the dog for a while. I'll walk a little closer, and then I'll turn around before my dog notices. As soon as my dog notices, he goes on running. He wants to play with uh, people and other dogs. Oh, my God, man. This whole top of the house is shaking. You see that? That's not me. That's the whole house is shaking. Um. Oh, my God. It's whistling. You know what that means? Another $1,000 for roof damage. Every time I get one of these, then you go out to that dune, and then you go, ah. You close your eyes before you look up at your roof and some days you're like yes and other days you're like then you got to call the roofing guy um so anyway the, the people are very very teeny tiny down beach and they have a dog with them and i'm like you know what I, it's freezing out here the sand's wet i don't want to deal with this today i think we're good so uh i'm just about ready to turn around and no no exaggeration there Easily a half mile down the beach. And all of a sudden I hear the the couple yelling for their dog. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way this dog saw my dog because my dog didn't see him. And sure enough, fast forward just a little bit. This dog is running and running and running. And the people are still teeny tiny as they're trying to run after their dog. And how they were running after their dog, I'm like, this can't be good. Long story short, it's Labradoodle. Uh, comes up to my dog, and they're sniffing butts and sniffing uh, genitalia, you know. All of a sudden, um, I'm not sure how this is going to go. They're circling each other. They're sniffing. Next thing you know, the Labradoodle starts growling. And my dog's like, I don't want anything to do with this. My dog puts his tails between his legs and backs his uh, his behind a little down toward the sand. Uh, basically saying, I I don't want any of this. I'm sorry. I don't want any of this. And then they're sniffing around again, and I'm thinking maybe they'll just play. You know, they're getting to know each other. Next thing you know, the Labradoodle, this is the short version of the story, starts growling really aggressively and then starts attacking my dog. I'm like, what the fuck? And then the couple now in full sprint, but they're still, no joke, a quarter mile away. I'm like, what am I going to do, right? So I'm able to separate the two, and then the Labradoodle is aggressively trying to get at my dog. I'm in between my dog and the Labradoodle. My dog is like, please save me, help me, right? So uh, next thing you know, the dog attacks again, gets past me, and has a death grip on my dog's neck. A death grip, and now my dog is whining. I'm like, what the? So I'm able to pull the dog off, right? And the dog like uh, runs about ten feet away. Start charging again, and at this point, I'm like, "All right, game on!" This dog goes for the next charge at my dog, and I go, "Not today!" <laughs> and I tackle, <laughs> I tackle some somebody's dog. And 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 I wrestle it to the ground, and I'm praying this dog isn't going to start biting me. And I have this thing in a in a in a death grip basically, and I'm smothering him on the beach. I'm like, this. Hopefully the, the owners understand this, right? The dog uh, gets up as the owners get there, and kind of runs to the owners, and they're able to get the dog on the leash. And then I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm either going to have to like square up with the dude and start fighting. I don't know how this is going to go, because you know how people are, right? So uh, <laughs> so the guy actually came up to me. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then the woman said, she goes, yeah, he's, our dog is crazy, and we didn't think anyone was on the beach today, so we let it off its leash. And I'm like, oh, my God, you knew the whole time that this dog is insane. And then the, um, the guy did the right thing. He's like, oh, you got a beautiful dog. And he's like, let's check him, make sure everything's okay. And uh, – literally checked the entire dog especially around the neck because he had a good grip on my my dog's neck and then he goes your dog seems fine and i'm like yeah i think so and then uh, he actually said to me even though he saw me like just tackle his dog to the ground he goes uh thank you for being so understanding and then he goes that's my house he points it out he could have been disappointed at anyone's house but he goes that's my house he goes when you get back home, if there's any other, you know, problems or issues, uh, please come back and and talk to me. I'm like, wow, man, that's uh, that's pretty fucking cool. Thank you very much. And so uh, then we get, well, then we came home, and uh, my dog was pretty much shaking the the rest of the afternoon. He was like, what the hell was that all about, Randall Hahn, Longest dog story ever. <laughs> Randall Hahn. You're not paying for this, so deal with it. So, okay, remember I said to remember the um, the other dog with my bait? And uh, this ties into the the longest dog story ever. I'm going to title this longest dog story ever. Uh, now you, you got to go backwards, like uh, only a day, I guess. And I was on the beach with Chris from Fish Guy Photos with his two poodles, and the two poodles got along with my dog uh, very well, and they played very, very nicely. And uh, report the neighbor's dog. I'm not doing that. But I know what the dog looks like, so I'll, I'll avoid it uh, like the plague. Why, why do we always say that? I'm going to avoid it like the plague. Really, are you? Um, so as I'm playing with uh, the two poodles where my dog is, and I'm talking to my friend Chris, Fish Guy Photos, another couple come up with a with a golden retriever. And I think I talked about it uh, yesterday. They did a dog pile, and boy, were they sniffing butts and genitalia like like crazy. And then we're all the owners standing there awkwardly, hoping, uh, you know, hoping... Uh... <laughs> I can't say this because it's a different time. But you do that. You're... you're... <laughs> You stand around and you hope your dog isn't licking a little more than the other dogs. Okay, I said it. I said it. <laughs> That's all. You're just hoping. But you're willing to accept, right? Uh Goldens are mean. No, they all got along. And then I look at the the couple and they have a, a young kid. And I go, hi, uh, I go I introduce myself and I go you got a nice dog and and all of a sudden they go yeah we met before and then I had a flashback I'm like that's the dog that took my paint where I lost my mind in front of everybody on the beach I'm like oh my god and they're like yeah my dog I'm like I know I know and then I apologized apologized uh, to them for the fourth time I'm like look I am so sorry, that was my fault. I was having a bad day. Blah, blah, blah. They're like, it's okay. And then they go, we've told that story uh dozens of times. I'm like, oh my God, they probably told the story in a way where they're they're talking about me being an asshole. But anyway, we all got along and we kind of laughed at the fact that uh you no, know, here we are again, you know. But our dogs are playing nice. And our kid, uh, our kids were playing nice actually for a little bit. Little bit, little but a little bit, little bit. So then I'm talking to the guy. We moved on from that. And he goes, uh, I, uh, I'm on the board of a building, I think he said, uh, in Brooklyn. I think he said uh, Bushwick, if you need to know. And he goes, we had an incident outside the house. This is what wraps everything together. Because I know how to do this shit. This would be amazing on a radio show in front of hundreds of thousands of people. Um, he goes, we had an incident outside our building. There was a pit bull owner and a pit bull. The pit bull uh, owner says to this lady, uh, is your dog friendly? And the lady goes, yeah, my dog's friendly. Next thing you know, the the pit bull starts sniffing the dog and within seconds, uh, uh, bites the little dog, sorry, on the neck, death grip, breaks the dog's neck and the dog is dead. I'm like, I don't think I really needed to hear this today. But in a way, I'm glad he told me that story on Sunday because of what happened yesterday with the go- uh, the the labradoodle having kind of a death grip on my dog's neck. And I remember the story that was just told to me. I'm like, I got I to gotta jump in immediately. I can't assume they're going to work this out themselves. How about that? <sighs> a little hyper today. I don't know why. Probably because I didn't sleep because of the dumb wind. And then I guess they're I guess they're trying to cancel Dr. Seuss and I don't know the full story yet. Cause then people attacked me, say, read the whole article. Do your own research and read the whole article. But then I started reading, and there's an article out that basically says that the people that are in charge of the Dr. Seuss legacy, hey Benjamin Tucker, thank you for doggy band aids. <laughs> At $5 for doggy band aids. Very nice. Now, there's a kind of a leash law. Uh, what, in New York City or here? Oh, so the guy said, uh, moral of the story, he goes, So if anyone in New York City asks me if my dog is friendly, I always say no, because I don't want that interaction with other dogs. So it's scary, man. I didn't know. I mean, being a dog owner, every time you come upon another dog, you're not sure if it's going to go well or badly. But I don't really feel like tackling dogs on the beach any. Anytime soon. I don't want to do that again. Um, Yeah, but I guess then the the people that are in charge of the Dr. Seuss legacy are basically saying that they're going to take a few books out of of, um, publication. Because they feel like there's some uh, racial undertones to Dr. Seuss. Who reads this stuff and sees this stuff? Who looks at Mr. Potato Head and, and sees a problem? Especially when you have all the parts... And they got a Mrs. Uh, Potato Head, right? So you can either go Mr. Potato Head, you can go Mrs. Potato Head, and then you could kind of switch around some of the parts to to do some other things, right? I think think if you look at toys like Mr. Potato Head, you want to talk about diversity and being all-inclusive. I I think the Mr. Potato Head people uh, figured it out a long time ago, and you got so many different parts, you can make whatever the hell you want. So I don't know why Mr. Potato Head was a problem. I don't know why Dr. Seuss is a problem. Is it because I'm white? Is it because I'm privileged? That I just don't... You just don't see it, man. You just don't see it. It's right in front of your eyes, man, if you're willing to see it. That's why I go nuts when people call me a libtard and a snowflake. I hate cancel culture. Cancel culture ruined uh, the radio industry. Kit, you said it all. Potato Head doesn't even have genitals, so we got that too. Yeah, the holes are uh to the sides, right? For the legs? There's no hole in the middle. But there's no hole in the middle, there's no official gender, right? Oh, you can't say that. There are people that are born without holes. You can't say that. You're being insensitive. You do know that there are people born without holes, don't you? I'm sorry. Yeah, the Grinch is green. Unrealistic, Andy Bolland says. I don't know. Maybe the Grinch is pissing off the Martians. I don't know. Hey, Hope, you're going to check out baseball this year. I don't know. There's just too many games. Are they going back to a 162-game schedule? I know it's uh, tradition and all that to have a 162-game schedule, but uh, in the modern age, it doesn't make sense anymore. Who gets excited after five games I think I think we got a team that could go all the way you're four and one the season doesn't even really begin until like July or August then the games start getting interesting oh yeah Hasbro should drop bro and just be has thank you Arnie (laughs) stupid cancel culture we all have our biggies when it comes to politics for me it's cancel culture because that absolutely affects what I do I mean, did you see Taylor Swift is crying over a really good joke? Because it's been known she's had, a, she's, she's had a lot of boyfriends. Oh, I wish I had this story in front of me. You can't just say that and not have the details. Hold on. I'm going on my phone. Talk among yourselves. We'll, we'll end with Taylor Swift. Everyone knows it's Wendy. Dun, 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 dun. Hold on. Ooh, the phone. Hold on. I said feeling like I'm in uh, Philly. Kind of. Kind of. Let's see. Uh, The beauty is, man, I could take all the time I want because there's no pressure with this. If you're bored, you just turn it off, right? Yeah. Okay. Taylor Swift. She tweeted, hey, Ginny in Georgia. I guess that's a show on Netflix. I have no idea. 2010 called and it wants its lazy, deeply sexist joke back. How about we stop uh, degrading hard-working women by defining this horse shit as funny? Also, Netflix, after Miss Americana, this outfit doesn't look cute on you. Happy Women's History Month, I guess. And I retweeted that and basically wrote, <laughs> What was the joke, though, again? Hold on. I got to find the joke. It's actually a good joke at her expense. But my point is, I think this new generation, although Taylor Swift is getting up there a little bit, a little bit, right? Um, I'm trying to find the. Oh, here's the joke. Okay. The joke was, I guess, uh, one of the characters in that show that I mentioned, characters, what do you care? You go through men faster than Taylor Swift. Funny line. Funny joke. A lot of jokes are based on some form of reality at times. Perfectly crafted. But poor Taylor Swift, as she's bathing in millions of dollars, is sad that someone made fun of her. You guys better protect comedy. That's the next thing to go. I'm telling you right now, it already has begun. But uh, Taylor Swift is very upset today, so we, we all need to, to protect her and feel sorry for her. That joke was innocent. I mean, you put your whole life out there. The, these celebrities put their whole lives out there, and then they, uh, and then they get mad when, when people clap back. It's called clapping back. I learned that from the kids. So, I mean, the fact is she's uh, gone to a lot of men. And she's a hardworking woman, and she's very, very talented. She's made something of herself. My God. Of course. But I think you need to uh, be able to laugh at yourself at times. I don't even think the joke was mean-spirited, but it became a massive thing yesterday. And then all the people piling on, it just shows you that they're willing to give up on comedy. Oh, my God, don't. You can't give up on comedy. We need comedy more than ever. And hopefully soon I'll throw some comedy at you. <laughs> Yeah, I was listening to him this morning. He's definitely went uh, crazy. He's definitely crazy now. <laughs> I touched my myself. Serial killer, are we getting along? Because I think you came in as a as a, a hater. I think you came in hot as a hater, and I might have turned you a little bit. Oh, my God. Doggy, your whiskers are all frozen together. It's that cold out there? Wow, his whiskers are frozen. Why does a billionaire need sponsors? Cancel says on YouTube. Oh, my God. If I was a billionaire, I'd be throwing parties on this beach for all my supporters. Maybe we'll get there someday and have a big beach party. Oh, Jen Matthews. There's no Opie without Anthony. This is sad to listen to. No, it's not, you idiot. How about, look, I'm the king of, of, of hating and a lot of you guys just copy my garbage anyway from the past. Let me give you a little secret, okay? You got to wait for someone to have a really bad show or live stream. Then you hit them with the hate. And then they'll question themselves all day long, you idiot. But this crushed today, you dope. Don't worry. Some of these are duds. Wait for me to have a dud. Then hit me with the hate. And I'm a human being. And I walk around the house uh, all day long going, you know, maybe that guy's right. Maybe I do suck. I don't know. And I'll question myself all day. But you don't do it after a guy has a killer live stream, you dummy. Didn't I teach you guys anything? Um, anyway, I think we're going to go. This was, of course it was a fun listen. I'm oh, sorry. No, I mean, thank you. Of course it was. I bet when he thinks about you, he touches himself. Rachel says, of course, these guys, of course. <laughs> Of course he does. <laughs> uh, whatever. What are you gonna do? Hate is very, very interesting. And and to that guy, for real. If I have a bad live stream and you hit me with the hate, then I will like question myself. That's just being a human being. And it's real. N- but although not as much as I used to. If you need to know the truth. Um, When I used to have these celebrities come through my show, like big-time celebrities, and you would think, oh, that guy, there's no way he even thinks about hate whatsoever. And what came across uh, time and time again when doing that big radio show with all the celebrities coming through, where these guys would um, focus on the one bad comment, the one bad review, and it blew my mind that even – when you get to that status of fame and success, that, that shit still bothered you. And a few people over the years would admit like, wow, man, you got you know, you know got 95% positive reviews. And they would go, yeah, but the, it's that one review that I focus on. And I don't know why I do that. And I always found that fascinating that even people that were way more successful and way more famous than me uh, went through that. Um, but then when you start focusing on, on other things in your life, you realize – all this is just for shit like you know that that guy that just took a shot he doesn't know me he's not in my life he doesn't know uh what makes me happy or what makes me tick so i i tend to not really care as much about the negativity and the hate anymore it took a long time though i'm not gonna lie to you it took a long time that shit used to bother me i used to get frustrated because they're when they do uh the Opie and Anthony Show, and, and you're the Opie part. Uh, there's so many things I did to make that show successful that the average listener will never know and will never give a shit about. And uh, that was always uh, one of the things that really frustrated the hell out of me. And only guys that really know how to do radio, and there's only a hand, handful of guys that do, fully understood uh, the job I did when I sat in that scene. Uh, another great view today, Opie. Thumbs up from serial killer. Yeah, serial killer. He came in as a hater. He came in hot. We worked it out quickly, and I think, uh, yeah, he's the type of guy that'll go back to hating uh, very quickly. I understand. I understand how all this works now. But for now, you know, I get I get a thumbs up from serial killer, and that's what I'm going to focus on today. <laughs> Come on, doggy, we got to go for a walk. I touch myself. I wish I knew more lyrics of that song. Boo, 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 <laughs> boop, boo, boo, boo. Boo! Radio. Radio, radio, Boo, 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 boo. Boom, 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 boom. Boo, 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 boo. Boo, 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 boo.